The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, December the 16th. Top of the hour and top of the year to you. Actually, end of the year to you. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And today we're going to be looking back at 2010. Um, this time we decided to play it smart. We're only going to look at a couple of issues that came up in 2010, because you know how it goes with Dave and I. We're going to run out of time. Faster than we uh, faster than we anticipate. So, Dave, let's just jump right in. And how the hell are you doing this morning, bro? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Um, as, as I'm sure many of our listeners are, we're heading in. Uh, we've got um, some of our listeners. I'm sure are just uh, just at the end and, and have just finished up their uh, their holidays. Um, and uh, and for the rest of us, we'll be just heading into ours. So, um, as you know, sort of the the business trending cycle in our industry, sort of pulls down and, and prepares to, to sort of slow for the next couple of weeks, letting us all sort of breathe and enjoy the holidays. Um, you know, we, we have the opportunity to reflect back and, and look at all the, the incredible things that have happened over, uh, over the last year. Well, in, um, if there was one word, one word you could think of for, uh, for 2010, what would that be? Change. Okay. Um, I, I think more than in many years before now, every just everything, right? I mean, we have we have two monstrous, uh, you know, search giants um, merging into into basically displaying one set of ads. We've got Google launching different, uh, you know, enormously different functionality to to their site. Um, you know, we've got the, the the largest. Now it didn't happen, but but the largest acquisition, um, you know. Being discussed in, in the Groupon deal, um, we've got you know the, the the fiasco in China right at the beginning of the year with Google. I mean, it was a phenomenal, a phenomenal year to be in in internet marketing. That's funny. I take an almost exactly different, uh, about 180 degree different uh, look at the last year. My one word for 2010 is sucks or sucked. What an awful year. Oh, my goodness. Um, search went wonky. Uh, Yahoo went off the radar screen, which, you know, for some might be great and others, you know, we, we lose a uh, great tech powerhouse. Um, it looks like they're about to lay off another uh, 5% of their workforce uh, at the beginning of 2011, too. Um, the economy just, oh, the economy. Gives me, the, gives me the heebie-jeebie just thinking about it. And, um, well, you know, I'm with, um, I'm with our friend, Christine uh, Schaschinger, um, who over at Search Engine Watch today penned an article, Has Google Jumped the Shark? You know, I think that's probably a great place just to jump into our, our show today. Uh, Dave, for you, the, the great word was change. Google, tons of change. 
what do you think? Is uh, is is it still the Google that we that we knew and loved? Um, you know, it's not. Um, and when I look at at the year and the change, I mean, you have to be of two minds of it, right? And 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 you and I are. And, you and I both remember, we, we've been in it long enough, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, we remember the day when Google said, don't be evil, and we believed them, uh, when they <laughs> were the little engine that could. Right? I mean, they, they, they were doing fantastic things, um, they, they were charging nothing, they had a simple business model, you know, and it was all just simple, um, you know, and, and, and good. Um, it had its drawbacks. For, from you and I, I mean, we benefited from some of these drawbacks. It was easy to game, <laughs> um, you know, all, all of these things. But it, it was a different, uh, a kinder, gentler world back then um, when, it, when it boils down to it. So, um, you know, looking at some of the things they're doing now, yeah, you, you do have to kind of look to it and go, okay, you know, they, we're, we're kind of getting into that blurry gray area. Now, as SEOs, you know, we're used to riding there ourselves. So, you know, I mean, who, who can we really... <laughs> You know, clap down on to. We can't really, uh, you know, slam them too hard for that. It started out on a negative note in in my view of things, um, the year from Google's perspective, but in a really inadvertent way, and that's going back um, to the issues that they were having in China, and you know, basically going, you know, we're not going to to, to censor the internet. We've discussed that at length, but um, you know, just to encapsulate or, or to summarize the point, um, Google was showing their results. China was saying, if you want to show your results here, you have to. Um, you know, censor them. You can't show our, our censored information. Google was trying to work on workarounds to basically go, no, we're not going to do that, um, causing huge kerfuffles. Um, you know, I think you and I can both agree, as humanitarians, we're like, you know, kind of good for you, Google. Then as, you know, people who actually exist in the world around us and understand international relations and, and trade agreements, we go, yeah, but no, because you're in their country, so you have to do their thing. So they kind of started off on a really weird note, because that happened... I can't remember the exact date, but it was right in the first couple of weeks um, of the year that, that this whole fiasco hit. Um, and, then, and then just progressed through into much more interesting things that were really exciting for me, exciting for people who are involved in the Internet community. Um, you know, things just as simple as, as the most recent, um, the real launch of, of local results and, and, and places into um, the organic results. Now, we can debate what that's doing, but it is exciting, and it is big. Um, and I think it's it's everything from weird steps right at the beginning through to to major product um, introductions and and massive twists in the way search results are appearing. Um, you know, Google Instant, for example, another big launch that fundamentally adjusts the way their engine is working and, and fundamentally adjusts the way many users are going to interact with it. Um, with all of this, I mean, it's it's just a very very exciting time that presents enormous opportunities for us as, as SEOs and Internet marketers. Um, but, of course, we start to hit some weird privacy concerns and, and, and um, you know, concerns in regards to, you know, their, their tags and charging $25 for these tags. And does this mean I can buy results? Google saying, no, we're saying, you know, we're looking going, well, I can see evidence that kind of shows that, you know. Um, so for, for the first time, and, and we've seen it, I guess, coming over the past few years, but this specter of doubt, um, you know, over is it really a legitimate model? And as they're getting larger and larger and more and more of the search volume and, and, and heading on into other areas, it does become a bigger and bigger issue of if they are violating this kind of sacred trust that we all have as, as searchers with them to provide us with 
you know, quote unquote, as unbiased a view of of, of, of the the internet um, as possible, and 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 truly um, the best possible results available, or to clearly display this as advertised. Um, and with that specter of doubt, it, it does kind of raise uh, raise some concerns. But um, even that, I'm excited about because we do a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime something like that happens, we have these like you know issues arise. I mean, we have a fantastic show. It's it's a lot to think about, and and with every negative, um, there's always opportunities for for internet marketers. So uh, to me, um, yes, Google's this this shiny perspective people had of Google, as as you know, and, and I know, and, and we all know, um, is is tarnished a little bit. Um, over the last few years, but but really quite a bit this year. But some of the technologies they're launching are, are absolute standing. Um, and I think overall their search experience is continuing to get better and better and better. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's funny. I was on the phone with um, Chicago uh, 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 business strategist David Dalka uh, a couple nights ago, and um, he was complaining about Google. And, you know, I'm inclined to agree with the complaints. Um, and it's, I mean, sometimes I feel like an old curmudgeon. You know, I, I know what I'm used to. I know what I'm comfortable with. Uh, things are always better the way it used to be. And um, when I look back at the history of changes Google's made to its algorithm and to its search results, there's always been a pre-planning reason. Sort of like they're pre-loading for something that another initiative that they're doing. For instance, the uh, trends towards personalization and localization is all about mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Well, that conveniently coincides with the with this year's introduction of uh, the HTC phone, the, the Google Dream phone, mm-hmm. and the uh, Android operating system, or the Android um, yeah operating system for cell phones, and what looks like the uh, Chrome operating system for, you know, Google's cloud computing using the Internet as the operating system itself uh, experiment. So you see Google moving towards localization and personalization. Well, that's all about mobile devices. So the changes that they're making in their SERPs, to me, indicate where their business focus or part of their business focus is going in the future. And one of the reasons I've been harping on local for the uh, for the last couple of years, aside from the fact that uh, Cindy Crumb's a good friend of mine, is Google's been giving every indicator that that's where they're going. And like uh, like my dad used to tell me, when you're going to go fishing, go where the fish are. Right. Um, so when you when you're looking at Google and you're seeing these changes to the SERPs, you get up, as an SEO or as a business strategist, you have to ask yourself, why would they do this? Why would they throw their engineering energy into and and their extraordinary brain power into doing A, B, C, or D? Well, because they have E, F, G, and H coming up behind it. That's why they right. haven't announced it yet. So, um, you know, I'm as an SEO, I'm uh, wary of a lot of the changes they're making. But that mean that's simply because I have to change, my customers have to change, their expectations may have to change. Um, but I got to tell you. I have one national level e-com client and a, uh, a few a small local uh, local businesses and the local businesses are almost overnight kicking ass in local search um, and I haven't paid the $25 fee for any of them. 
I've just filled out the Google Places, uh, the Google Places form, um, as as stringently and as um, well, I guess for want of a better term, optimistically as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I mean, term, you know, right? and I think all of us are are kind of uh, kind of seeing that. Um, and there's been a couple great articles out. Just as a quick aside, um, a couple great articles out, and this, this speaks to you, to your point um, that you're having a big impact. Um, recent studies, and then I'm you know doing some testing myself, obviously about uh, 100 110 different domains um, is. It only works really, really well for these small companies when their on-site optimization is supportive um, of, of these, these places' locations. So I suppose that actually speaks to your skills as an SEO. Well, um, <laughs> um, okay, uh, big important point. Every time there's a change in Google's algorithm, you gotta you got to evolve and adapt to that change, or the way Google displays it, you got to evolve and adapt to that change. But that almost never negates all the stuff that went before, because Google's a lot. I mean, like, y- y- you think about the al- the evolution of an algorithm. It's uh, it's a lot like the evolution of, say, a Microsoft product. You can't just throw away everything and introduce something new. And and, and Google has to do all this introduction live time because that's really the only way you can test something on this kind of scale, right? Um, you don't just take away all the stuff you've done before and and throw something new up. Uh, one of the reasons Microsoft Office is so screwy, or uh, Microsoft operating systems are so screwy, it's because they're built on the kernel of everything before them. Right. Same with Google's algorithms. Google hasn't changed its algorithm substantially. It's added more signal points that affect the way the, ser- the search engine results are manifested. But the algorithm itself, you know, it, they may up the value of one of one part and lower the value of another as we're seeing with uh, with links and link values things are all over the map with links and links values um, but it doesn't mean Google's changed the there. it just means they've introduced a new signal point or are emphasizing the importance of a different signal point right well very 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 valid point um, I think and that's something that we all need to really remember, but then you do get thrown for a loop with something that is obviously having such a substantial um, impact. Like most of us hardly even notice when new signal points are launched in, right? I mean, it sort of comes in, things ebb and flow a little bit. Um, But then all of a sudden we get local uh, being dumped in and Google Places being dumped in. And now, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, you have clients going from page four to number four, right? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Almost overnight. And again, that... That I should say, almost overnight after I took the time to to establish a Google Places account for each of my clients and yeah. um, go to town optimizing each of those Google Places accounts, and it's a learning curve. That's that's the beautiful thing about our job. It's a learning curve every time. Um, oh, indeed, and I think something that we can both agree on, and and I'm sure all of our listeners can too, is. What we can, I, I think, we can see here with these different launches of, of different products, with with instant, with um, you know, certainly with with local results coming in, some tweaks. We've heard rumors, um, you know, coming from Google that we've, you know, there's there's a big update coming, um, you know, but bless them, they're waiting till holidays to launch this one, uh, as as I'm sure you remember, they they do every year, pretty much, you know, somewhere in early January, we'll see a fairly major shakeup, but you can see that this is just kind of getting going like they're really speeding up their launch of products i mean you've called it they are just 
barreling into into mobile. They're just barreling into the idea of having you know, a truly browser-based computer experience. Um, I mean, they're, and they're making great headroads into there. I think I am just extremely excited um, about what our series of shows is going to be through the next year and where we're going to be. And I'm going to look forward to listening to today's show 365 days from now um, and reflecting back on where we were and what these little launches were now, and they'll probably be considered little, and then actually taking a look at where are we then, because I have a hunch what we're seeing now is really just them setting up the ball um, for something fairly major to come through. And then you can see this in, in the acquisitions that they're attempting to do didn't work, but um, with Groupon and that it's it's going to be a completely different uh, field, I think. Um, they valued Groupon at like $5 billion. Um, yeah. I Personally, I just don't see that. Although the truth is I haven't done a lot of experimenting with Groupon. I plan to in the new year. I'm actually... Um, with one of my clients just arguing over their marketing budgets uh, for the new year. Do you, do you believe this? It's it's the end of 2010, and uh, we're going to have to go to break in a few minutes, but this is a good segue into our next segment. It's 2010, okay? The end of 2010. Social has been everything in the, in the industry this year. Another major, major signal point in the industry is social media. And I know the jury's still out on um, the effectiveness of social media, although I think, you know, there are many members of the jury that will say it's damn effective. Um, I'm having to argue with a client, almost beg them to up their social media effort and up the budget for social media efforts. Um, wow. You know what? That is a great segue. I was about to respond, and then it's just like, you know what? And there's another 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. You <laughs> know about so social it, media uh, and its effects over the last 365. We're going to come back. We're going to be talking about Twitter. We're going to be talking about Facebook. We might be talking about Groupon and Foursquare and other social media tools. But before we do, we've got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davis from BSOC SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. SEO is like a roulette wheel, hoping that you put in the right meta tags and keywords on your page so that your site lands on the top spot. Don't just take the gamble. Go with the sure thing. The premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm. We can place the right keywords and messages from a 30-second spot to a 30-minute monthly special. Plus, we give you the banner ads, links, and placement to bring you more traffic from not just search marketing pros listening to our SEO channel, but from all of our listeners and podcasters searching for you. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? 
Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Obbies Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're about to start talking social media, but you know, social media is real time stuff, real time information, and during the commercial break, Social media delivered me some sad news. Um, Blake Edwards, director Blake Edwards, died uh, earlier today at age 88. Um, started his career in the early 1960s with Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I remember um, a lot of his career from the 70s and 80s when I was a preteen and teenager. And, um, well, all i got to say is thanks for the memories, brother. Um, Blake Edwards, dead at age 88. Um, man responsible for, uh, well, my fantasy view of women, probably. <laughs> Again, thanks for the memories. Um, okay, the biggest story this year, I, 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 gotta, I gotta think, and Time Magazine, I think, would agree with me, the biggest story of the year in tech, at least in, uh, in, our, in our little uh, neck of the tech woods, would be Facebook. The extraordinary growth, and I, I'd say the solidification of Facebook as a major power in the valley. What, what, what do you think about Facebook this year, Dave? Um, well, you know, I, I, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I, I just am. Um, I think what they have positioned themselves at through the, the last year um, is, is really as a primary destination. Um, you know, they, they were, it was always historically that place you, you kind of went to, right? It, it wasn't it wasn't the place you started; it was that place you went to. And somehow, I mean, much to the chagrin of, of um, you know bosses everywhere, I'm sure, and employers yeah. you know, around the world, it is uh, becoming an increasingly popular homepage. It's a starting point destination. And then, of course, when you've got this whole you know, I love my social media, but when you've got this whole social media twist, it becomes more difficult for you know some employers to go, huh? What are we? <laughs> what are we? What are we doing here? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 birth of it, the growth of it, and I mean, I'm there every day. I, I'm you know, first to admit it. I've got the application on my iPhone. You know, I've got it. You know, in my bookmarks. It's not my primary destination. Obviously, Google is for me because I'm an SEO. But um, I mean, it's it's just the, the, the takeoff of it. Um, is fantastic, and what it's really setting itself up to be 
um, is even more exciting, very, very similar to Google, is, is I think what we're seeing right now is really, it's a large chunk of the tip of the iceberg because it is I mean, really showing itself to be a powerhouse. Um, as far as an internet marketing channel, which I mean, we can get into later. I love Facebook for marketing, um, hugely. Um, the conversions are getting better. Uh, pardon me. The conversions are getting better. The conversions are getting better. I mean, going down that route, and I mean, the ability to target is is so astronomically outstanding. Um, like I love that I can basically gear the same ad, and, I, and I've had these ads geared at me where they may be displaying something related to SEO, but they've geared it, their ad sets and their, their display ads, to basically reflect what they already know I like. Um, yes. Shoe Money had a great one, and I mean, we can all respect his skills when it comes to uh, internet marketing and, and paid marketing. Um, and, and he had one, and I think I've mentioned this previously on the show, that, that I use as a great example is he knew, well, I mean, he not personally, but, but they knew that I liked The Simpsons. It's listed in one of my favorite shows. Had I liked a different show, I would have seen a different ad. But it had a picture of Homer Simpson tied into his ad. Well, of course, they know I like The Simpsons. It's going to attract my eye, and it did, and it attracted my click. Right, so because it, it drew my eye there, and I mean, how many ads do you see that you just kind of ignore? Gave them that opportunity. Store selling Arrested Development T-shirts grabbed my eye because it had a picture of Joe Bluth, and they know I like Arrested Development. Right? Got my eye, got my click. So, um, I mean, the, the the ability to target in there is fantastic. It's getting better and better and better um, as more and more people join, um, and as more and more people are spending more and more time there, it becomes an increasingly um, valuable marketing resource. And, I mean, you know, not even getting into having Facebook pages to have followers. I mean, that's just paid. <laughs> but actually having, you know, Facebook pages set up for your business to interact with your customers and interact with potential clients. I mean, it's just uh, it become absolutely huge. And you just know that through 2011, it's going to become larger and larger. I think we've seen the biggest hurdles jumped um, as far as it coming out as a massive entity. Uh, I think we've seen the biggest leaps, but it's it's going to continue to grow. I'm going to be really curious to see how um, it starts behaving relative to, like, do they try and now overstep their bounds and become something more than they are, um, which I, I really hope they don't. They're a fantastic social site. They need to stay that way. Do they, because they are increasingly a homepage, do they start to try and add search functionality and, and these core functions in there now? I really hope not. Um, but I have a hunch there's money to be had in there. And, well, here's uh, the interesting we, thing with Facebook. Yeah. Facebook is a walled garden. It's a closed environment. And it's funny that you know, I, I, I got signaled to this when you mentioned, will they bring search in? Well, I'm not sure if they can. Facebook is, is perfectly capable of searching what's, you know, what people have put on Facebook. And it's perfectly capable of searching um, links that people have applied to Facebook, but is it perfectly capable of spidering, making a photocopy of the entire web, and delivering search results the same way that Bing or yeah or um, Google does? Right now, technically, currently, probably not. Do they have the brain power to do that? Of course they do. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, Facebook has a lot of um, ex Yahoo and um, ex Google employees, so. Uh, you know, who knows what direction they, they plan to be going in. Think about Facebook that, that weirds me out. 
is uh, that, that that frightens me. Is I'm 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 I like uh, don't get me wrong I love Facebook I'm enjoying Facebook I'm a power user um, I'm using it for advertising I'm using it to get messages across I'm using it for the the, the extraordinary multiplier effect if you tell two friends they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on but what bothers me is I almost I'm I'm scared to say I believe that this is a template of the internet to come. And I do want to touch on that towards the end of the show, what I see, the internet to come. Because uh, another thing I think we lost in 2010 is the sense of the open internet. And uh, I, you know, I, I applaud Facebook for their innovation. I applaud Facebook for um, their, their power. But um, I got to say, and I have, a, I have a number of friends working at Facebook, but I, I, I got to say... What you guys are doing is scaring me because you are the template for a multi-tiered, paid, non-neutral, walled garden. We're only going to see what the corporation wants you to see, Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm uh, pretty sure that by 2012, the end of the world as we know it, that's the kind of Internet we're going to see. Um, but uh, i got to tell you. I'm throwing money into Facebook ads right now. Absolutely. <laughs> they're working. <laughs> well, and there, there's what it boils down to. Now, I do tend to have a slightly less Orwellian view of the future of the Internet, I think, um, than you do. I do see your point, and, and we do need to make sure that we are um, aware of what's coming up. And, I mean, I, I know a big favorite topic for you, and I'm sure we'll discuss it later, um, is privacy. And, I mean, that certainly, you know, Facebook certainly comes into that discussion as well. Um, I definitely want to touch on that, but I'm not quite ready to. Um, okay. Actually, it's funny. You mentioned Arrested, arrested Development uh, a, couple par- a couple beats ago, a couple paragraphs yeah. ago. About four weeks ago, I was in, uh, I was in, in uh, Newport Beach, California, hanging out with, uh, with Kevin Ryan and his wife. Yeah, on Balboa Island, <laughs> and you know where we? You know what I did? I brought a, I bought a frozen banana from the banana stand. <laughs> Never had a frozen banana before. We uh, up here in Canada, we don't buy frozen bananas. We just leave them in the backyard. Um, <laughs> I'd never had a frozen banana before, and uh, weird, weird experience. But yeah, I was at, I, I was at the banana stand. Well, that's. That's got to be fun. It I have was. never been there. It was. Um, it was weird walking around Bobo Island because I'm a huge Arrested Development fan. It was weird walking around Bobo Island because um, you see uh, you see these storefronts that are absolutely familiar to you. You're not right. sure why. Seen them a thousand so, times, but so we're standing down by the wharf, and uh, Kevin points across the water and goes, "Yeah, and right there is Danny's house." And we didn't go visit. I'm afraid. Should have. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So now I've seen Danny the view Danny Sullivan wakes up to in rever- in reverse, and it's uh, it's, it's it's pretty beautiful. Ah. Got to tell you. Um, but I didn't put that up on Facebook. If I had, you'd have known. Should have gotten pictures of us eating our um, frozen bananas. You know, frozen bananas. I got to walk to the store soon. Got to remember to put long underwear on. It's cold out there. Um. I love these shows where we're just making it up as we go along. It's so much oh, fun. Oh, we spend most of our time doing that. Um, 
All right. So now we've covered. You know what? You're not quite ready for privacy. Uh, no. Heading in there. Well, I let's talk the... then. Sorry. Oh well, go for it. What were you, you going to introduce? Well, let's launch, and we, we we alluded to it right before going to break. It has to do with social, um, and I think before we head into another break, then we can launch into privacy. Um, but Groupon. I mean, it, it's it was a a massive ending to the year. Didn't happen. It's the biggest non-event of the year. <laughs> um, but potentially one of the largest acquisitions in a, a decision that I am. 99.9% confident um, that will be reflected back on, um, similar to Eminem saying no uh, to Steven Spielberg to have their candy spotlighted on ET. I mean, I think this was just a massive misstep by Groupon. Really? Um, okay. I, I have a hunch through 2011, what we are going to see um, is is a, a uh, chiseling away at their core business model. Um, there are already rumors that the model itself does not work very well for the advertiser. Um, I saw this opportunity of Google taking this over as sort of the saving grace. Right now, um, I use Groupon, don't get me wrong, and right now, I mean, they just had, and you'll, you'll know the place that I'm talking about here, they had a fantastic coupon, cost $12 to get a $25 um, credit at the joint pizza. Fantastic really? pizza. Uh, Great now, pizza. It is fantastic pizza. I was going to go there anyway. <laughs> That's why I bought it. We bought ones for Wild Play. Why? Because we go there. So we bought them. Right? I mean, it's, it's, this is how it's being used. Well, now the joint just to get pay or, or is now receiving $12, but oh, no, they're not. Because Groupon's going to take a chunk of that. So let's say the joint pizza gets $8. And I've just got $25 in food. Do you think they made money off me? No. And I probably would have gone there anyway that day because I love their pizza so much and so do my kids. It's the only kind of pizza we can all universally agree on because they have you know, some decent ones for me and, and pepperoni for the kids. Um, I mean, the, the, the fundamental model is kind of flawed. And to me, I mean, in, in, it's almost penalizing um, in a lot of cases. The, pe- the businesses that are advertising there, I mean, not penalizing them, but they're not making the money, and they're not necessarily getting the repeat business, because if I do go and, oh, hey, I'm going to try out this restaurant, that's great. I got a $60 credit for $30, decided to go to Nautical Nelly's, fantastic. But you know what? I'm the kind of person that's going to go to Groupon again and wait until they have another restaurant coupon, and I'm going to go to that one. So it's, it's not producing the results, I think, that these businesses are wanting. I, I see basically a chiseling effect of the infrastructure, the saving grace to them, as I saw it from the outside, and, and, and I used Groupon a lot, so I was able to kind of watch this over the last number of months, um, is if Google took it, it would expand their abilities, right? I mean, they would be able to have Groupons that went more international, that went that had a much larger view. They would be able to display these, these ads in different locations. They would be able to tie it into mobile. It would become a different thing than it is right now. And, and in my view, that was um, what was going to save this model in, the, in this one iteration. They said, no, fantastic. They're making $800 million a year. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Um, but when that $800 million turns into 550 are they going to be offered $6 billion? And when that turns into 370 are they going to be offered $6 billion? No, they won't. And Google will just walk in and either do it themselves or buy another company for 
you know, significantly less and do the same thing. I mean, if Google wants to do that, they're going to do that. And that's just, I mean, you know Google. I mean, that's, that's exactly what they're going to do. It's a great idea for them. Um, and I think it'll allow that they can do far more with it than Groupon can because they've got access to significantly more advertisers. Um, and they don't have to restrict it to Dave's in Victoria. Here's our Groupon for Victoria. They can go, Dave likes tech. Here's our Groupon for tech. Right? Well, I, I, also, I do know Google. And I also know um, that Twitter turned down an offer from both Google and Bing um, uh, earlier this year and uh, late last year, respectively. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly the right decision for Twitter. And so, I, <laughs> and so I've seen Google go out and try to replicate their Twitter-slash-Facebook hybrid um, buzz. And, um, you know, that was, that was about as effective as when they went and tried to replicate MySpace and called it Orca. Right. Um, so can they replicate Groupon? Maybe. Google has always done better when on a product that has dollar signs attached to it than they have on a totally free product. Um, assuming that that we that we can agree that the organic SERPs are really a billboard for the uh, paid ads, as is Gmail. <laughs> oh, you're right. I mean, Google isn't in the business. It doesn't make money off their organic ads. Right? I mean, that, they're not in the business of being a search engine per se, um, because if they were, they'd be bankrupt by now. I do think that they will launch, I do think it'll be an acquisition, I suppose. Like, that, that it makes more sense for them to go, okay, Groupon won't. I mean, is this going to end up, what, what I would liken it to, is going to be very similar, maybe not as devastating, but very similar to what we saw, and we can discuss them too, because that was this year as well, with Yahoo Bing, which is, we offered you a great deal, now you're worth less. Uh, now, I don't think we're going to see, uh, and we'll just give you a percentage of the revenue that Groupon deals with. I don't think they're going to disintegrate to that degree, but I don't think they're going to get a $6 billion. I'd be surprised at the end of the day if they even get 35 or $4 as the offer. Um, and they'll oh, probably dude, have to go in. Not to see they got the, the, see they got the 5 or $6 billion offer to begin with. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of ludicrous. The, the thing is, is, is can you weep for them when they come in at, at the end of the day? And even if I am right and they get an offer at $3.5 billion, that's $3.5 billion. We're starting with a B here. <laughs> um, I think we're going to, at the end of the day, we're, it'll be funny because we're going to have a bunch of venture capitalists really ticked off that they didn't take the first offer, and they're going to be leaving with, like, I don't know, $10 on the dollar invested. <laughs> it'll be a weird uh, kind of, oh, that hurt. Well, I guess I can, you know, I'll, I'll have a little bit less houses in Hawaii. Yeah, um, I kind mean, of, you've got to take a shave, so. right? <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, on I mean, that day, I, I, we should... Sorry? On that, we should take a break. It's uh, twenty. It's twenty-two. The hour. We got a couple more topics we want to cover before the uh, twenty ten review hour is over. Uh, so we got to take another break here on Webmaster Radio FM. Uh, friends, this is Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We're coming back to talk about net neutrality and WikiLeaks after these messages. <laughs> And don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2011 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. 
Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 28, 2011. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2011 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. LPO, landing page optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to the uh, third and probably last segment of Webcology for this for this episode. Uh, special hi to David Ogletree at an airport on his way to Los Angeles, not quite in Los Angeles. Dude, I envy you. I have uh, clients in San Diego I was talking to this morning. Told me it was 88 degrees Fahrenheit there today. And um, I gotta tell you, I envy you. It is... Uh, 31 degrees Fahrenheit here, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's supposed to rain the entire time, so haha. <laughs> um, I'm just reading out of the out of the chat room window here. Okay, I guess the biggest story of the last month has been the threat to leak, the actual leaks, and now the prosecution for said leaks, WikiLeaks. The saga of WikiLeaks. Um, I'm going to jump in with my opinion first, if you don't mind, Dave, because because um, I, I feel very strongly about this. Problem is, you know what? I, I don't have a strong opinion. I feel very strongly, and I'm of two minds on WikiLeaks. I hate it. I hate being a Libra. It drives me crazy sometimes. But on one side, I see all these uh, newspapers, all these uh, American. Uh, 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 "Quote unquote journalists lining up against Julian Assange for doing what they're supposed to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. They've uh, forgotten that they're not actually tools of the nation state. They are tools for the people who make the nation state. Right. And I, you know, I, I think the, uh, a lot of us, when we think about democracy, have really gotten the order of things wrong here." Democracy is government of the people, literally. And if you inform the people, you have a stronger electorate. They actually can make competent decisions about things that are done in their name. At the same time, as somebody who you know fancies himself at least a uh, 
a, a blogging journalist, context is everything in reporting. Yeah. And the problem I have with WikiLeaks is dumping all this information into the public realm without providing sufficient context so the general public has a clue what's really being talked about. But the biggest thing I got a problem with is the potential prosecution of Julian Assange under a 1917 or under a law, an espionage law, dating back to World War One. Because if you can if you can go after Julian Assange for posting information that he did not steal himself that was leaked to him, you can go after any of us for posting anything. Yes. And you know, he did what he was supposed to do. He did not break a law. And the reaction to it, to what he did, is far worse for democracy than the leak itself. Yeah, I do. I, okay, I do have to. Well, obviously, um, I do have to agree with you there. I mean, the the, the right of of an individual um, to report. I mean, we're we're getting into the core of freedom of speech, right? And and its actual fundamental purpose um, of of freedom of speech. I mean, I guess I, you know, I suppose in, in the big picture, it's actually to discuss you know politics and blah blah blah. And we've augmented it into something very very perverse and peculiar, but. Um, but at its core, I mean, we're talking about the right of an individual when they receive information, um, you know, to, to present it openly to the public, um, you know, and, and, and hopefully, quote-unquote, to protect that public, you know, and, and should, he be, um, should he be tried for that. Again, this conversation, and all of them do, is also out of context, right? I mean, there's, there's reasons why what he has done is, you know, could be... Untied, like just just left to run rampant, the right of an individual to to sort of release the kind of information that he is unchecked um, and, and without any specific balance actually poses specific risks as well. I mean, when when we're talking about you know some some core um, U.S. infrastructures, I mean, we we've got and, and we all know this here, and, and you know, we we've got a very fragile economic political situation going on, right? I mean, just left unchecked for people to go, hey, and here's some you know crap that's going to ruin a political party, or here's some crap that's going to ruin a bank, or here's some, you know, you know, I, mean, I, I can kind of see both sides, but um, at its core, you are right in this is the purpose for freedom of speech. It's, this is exactly what it is geared for, um, and, and yeah, you're right, it is a threat to the entire foundation um, of the Constitution if all of a sudden this, this is allowed to, to go. Now... Uh, just to, 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 to humorously address one of your points there, maybe our economy and our political state would be in a uh, in better condition if the public were, were better informed and didn't keep electing such douche nozzles. I mean, <laughs> maddening. Absolutely maddening. And again, I do got to say I'm mad that there's a lack of context in these leaks. I don't think people will sufficiently understand... The uh, the background to a lot of the um, topics of the leaks we have us us with our uh, you know five to or our two quarter memory cycles, um, but it's a fundamental freedom. Um, and he didn't break a law. 
He didn't actually break a law. It's madness. No, I mean you're you're right there, and I, to to say, well, we can we can criticize the the context of things um, in, in in these examples. I can also criticize the context of Fox News. I can also criticize the context of heck, you know, BBC or, or CNN, where you know it's this very, and it has to be because you know of our you know, short attention spans, which one can argue is created by media, but nonetheless, um, you know, I, and I'm the worst for it. I got four monitors. Why? Because my attention span has just shrunk to a whopping like three seconds, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but when we look at this and go, well, it has to be like this. They, they, he had to leak it like this because if we put a big context, nobody's going to read it. Um, you know, if we judge that and go, well, this is what's wrong here. I mean, he's putting this out of context. It's causing damage and it shouldn't. Other people could then argue, and, and rightfully so, yes, but look at the, what the rest of media is doing, right? I mean, and, and we all are. It's like, here's this Coles Note sensational because I've got your attention for, I don't know, 30 seconds. I'm going to spin this. I'm going to show you a funny video of cats dancing or whatever, and then off we go to the next story um, as quick as possible. So um, I think at the end of the day, and I'll bet all of our listeners agree here, is you can argue the, the, the specifics of the point. You can go, he should have done it this way, he should have done it that way, but that gets down into opinion, not the law, and, and does, is the freedom of speech, does it apply here? Um, and I think almost globally, and, and I'm, I'm very hopeful that, that, that the courts will agree, um, we'll have to support the, the right um, of this freedom of speech. I would like to see maybe a also a little reminder that some context around these things might also be nice, but at the same time, they could send that same letter to every news outlet that I know of, so... Did, did did I just say douche nozzle on the radio? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Um, uh, Don Wenzel um, at Sapphire Nine L L M A O bonus points to at Jim Hedger for saying douche nozzles live on at Webmaster Radio. Um, well, I guess I said three times, so that makes it all even. Um, you, you did. We, we should talk to Colbert see if we can get that made like word of twenty ten. You know, just to close. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, we should. We have about five minutes left, then we have to close the show down. Um, privacy. What, what, what do you want to do? Privacy or, or uh, uh, net neutrality? I'm afraid we can't do both. Ooh. You know what? You and I have done net neutrality so many times. Um, it is important, but it's going to continue on for, for years to come. Privacy, big issue for you. I know you, this is of paramount importance to you, so let's, let's head that route. Okay, well, you know, privacy is a huge important thing to me, and it's, I had an uh, interesting um, go-around on Facebook with a friend of mine from Victoria named Ted Dots, um, who commented on a post I'd put up about, uh, well, actually, I was grinding up catnip for, for hypertext yesterday, and a little sliver of catnip got in my, in my, in my uh, index finger, the one I type with. Yeah. I noticed because I started typing and it hurt, so I put a quick Facebook update noting that there was catnip, a catnip sliver in my finger because I thought it was funny. Somehow that reminded Ted Dots of cocaine. I don't do cocaine. I don't like cocaine. I'm like, you know, Peruvian snow. And what I don't like even more is when somebody mentions um, something like that on my Facebook profile because... You know, you got to think about Facebook and other online applications as like the world's largest airport terminal. Did you know that Facebook is by far the most monitored public space in the world? Mm -hmm. 
Now, it's not it's not the acronyms that you need to worry about so much the CIA, the FBI, CSIS, um, the NSA, etc. Trust me, they've got files on you. If they don't have a file on you, you haven't been breathing enough. Don't worry about that sort of stuff. It's the people I don't know that are recording the information that bother me. I have no idea who Zang is selling my information to when I play Word Twist or Scrabblicious. Um, but I do Did know that... Did you start that getting a lot of dictionary play. ads all of a sudden? Well, you know, yeah, indeed. Eh? Like, I need, <laughs> like I need one. Um, <laughs> I just can't pronounce the words. I can spell them. Um, it's... Again, the everything you put up on Facebook, everything a friend of yours puts up on Facebook, even if it gets erased from public view, is still recorded, and the keywords are recorded against you and your profile. And people don't get this. And I just want to harp on it one last time. Everything you put there is recorded. Who's recording it is the good is the twenty-five million dollar question. I'm sorry, it's it's, it's twenty ten. Sorry, twenty-five billion dollar question. Um, <laughs> what does a million mean anyway? Isn't it funny when you read in the newspaper and you, or you, you, you read online that, that something sold for a few million dollars and you think, oh my god, that's jump change. Um, <laughs> it's only going to cost 1.6 million dollars? Ah, who cares? Um, <laughs> it's true. I, again, and, and you know what? This is going out to my, uh, to, my, to my youngest nephew. Hey kid, everything you put there not only gets seen by Uncle Jim, but it gets recorded by thousands of faceless databases. And don't, don't even worry about the, the, the big brother corporations. It's faceless databases selling all that information, piecing it out, uh, leaking it often without context, and making you less of a human and more of a set of numbers. Um, privacy is an enormous issue on the web, for not just for the protection of your right to uh, move about the internet or the earth unmolested, but also for the concept of civil society itself. And I think my biggest bugaboo from 2010, and ultimately from, from the internet itself, is the degradation of civil society. And I don't mean just people being nice to each other. I mean the way things are supposed to work between people, between nation-states, between the individual and society, the individual and the corporation, the individual and what have you. Well, screw being the individual because you're not anymore. And that's the part that really bothers me. Uh, excellent. To put a nice faceless note and, uh, and, and, and threat <laughs> of, of the end of privacy to the end of our recap of 2010 and head us into 2011 for for more anonymity and, and degradation of our personalities. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to, to uh, degradate my personality. I think I do that every time I take a uh, every time I time I start typing or go on the air. Um, are we going to do a show <laughs> next week? It'll be the 23rd. Um, I can. You I'm going to do it as well. Okay, friends, will be here next week on the 23rd, providing Brasco's in the studio. Um, and I think next week we'll take a look ahead to uh, 2011. What's coming? What's going to be hot? What's going to be not? What's going to be what's going to be burning Jim's ass? Um, friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio, and I'd like to remind you that you can hear us here live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. 
You can uh, listen to podcasts on webmasterradio.fm. You can listen to the podcast over at iTunes. You can hear us on iTunes Radio. And you can download this show from many of the fine podcast distribution networks out there. Talk to you next week. <laughs>